0: Only
1: redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value.
0: That kind of stuff, you got to just bring the hammer down and be like, you're not allowed to wound each other. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. With Margaret Abel's and Amy Wilson.
1: Sometimes I feel like when I intervene in my children's bickering, that it just ends up being three people yelling because they don't even really want
0: me to to
1: stop the bickering. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas
0: so you don't have to. But there's going to be some bickering. There's going to be some fighting. With siblings comes fighting. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Margaret. Margaret. And this is Amy, and this week we're
1: talking about sibling rivalry, which sibling we're both rivalry. experts on just from personal experience.
0: I How many imagine. siblings do you have i have I'm the oldest of six oldest i'm I'm the lower middle of four yeah, so a lot of siblings a lot you have more than I do
1: and and it took me back I'll tell you about my own my own sibling rivalry was mostly with my younger brother, who was only sixteen months younger than me and uh oh, <laughs> A wonderful, mild-mannered man to this day. And he was a mild-mannered young man as well. So anyway, we used to fight over our Fisher-Price little people, right? We'd set up all of the Fisher-Price stuff, the, the school, the A-frame, the bus. We'd have it all set up. And we'd come to blows over something, or rather, the, not going like I thought it should. And... Uh, <laughs> You I, were trying
0: to control the situation? Is that what you're uh, saying? Uh,
1: exactly. Perhaps I was <laughs> controlling the situation and he resisted my attempt at control. And I would... Um, he would... He was bigger than me, right? By the time we were like six and four, I think he was already kind of, you know, gaining on me and or bigger than me. So he could kind of pin me down, but I could pinch him, right? And I, right. <laughs> I think he probably still has pinch marks on his arms. He could show you. But the other thing I would do is when... So we would fight. But when he would get the better of me physically, which would be pretty quickly because he was a big kid, I would then switch into the like, oh, my gosh, I'm so hurt. I, I would use my acting, my nascent oh, acting skills. Oh, and I'm like, I, I'm hurt. I think I need, you need to get me a drink of water. I, I would always say like to him. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so hurt. Can you just can you just get off me and go get a drink of water? And he would, I remember him being like, I am not falling for it this time. You are not hurt. And I'm like, no, I really am. I think you need to get mom. And then as soon as you get off me, I'd be like, he's "Ah!" actually (laughs) pinching.
0: That's kind of evil. fell for it. How's he doing in life now? Um,
1: We'd have to ask him. He should be, he should be a guest. But that was how I would. No long-term scars from
0: the manipulative sister.
1: You fell for it. My manipulation would be the card I would play every time. And it always worked because he was eight sweet kid who didn't really want to hurt me. So that was how, that was my uh, weapon of choice. How did, how did you partake in sibling rivalry in your home?
0: Well, we, so we were a threesome. We were born three in three years, June, September, September. So we were basically like Irish triplets. And then five years later, my sister was born. So in our very young days, it was just the three of us. And my... I think it was mostly just the girls torturing my brother, if I remember correctly. My brother, we had also then, just to complicate things, my mom's sister had six daughters. And we were my brother and three girls. So when we would all get together, it would be nine girls and my brother. It was like a I sister wives situation. And it, it was, was <laughs> totally. And we, I mean, I still think like, wow, he, that, was, that was a lot for him to be up against. Um, how'd he turn
1: out? Should we have him be a guest? Yeah, would, possibly. Say?
0: Talk back about those days. I just remember him. He would get so frustrated. Like he was, he's a very logical, reasonable, super smart kind of a guy. And I just think he he would just be shaking his head in rage and anger. Like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Yeah, good times. So
1: uh, yeah, the oldest so it's like top down, right? So I really only had issues with with my with my brother who was immediately younger than me. My brother who was younger than him. Now, like you know, so my my brother Jim, he had he had trouble going both ways. And but I could I could observe That's how
0: I was. So I, I had my younger sister who I tortured and then the older ones kind of tortured me. Like I was definitely There's a there was definitely a lot of like kicking it down the street. <laughs> I'm used to having an expression and ends up with like, and the baby has to just kick the dog, but it was like everyone abuses the person next down the line from them, basically. So yeah, but my siblings, I mean, we grew up, I mean, we were quite the foursome. Like we just, I guess that's how siblings are. It's not that profound to say but we were always together. You know, there was so much going on in the house. Like, sharing rooms and fighting and then sharing clothes. Like it's cha- one thing about ha- coming from a family of four. And I would assume even more so from a family of six. It really rubs the edges off, you know, <laughs> somebody said to me like marriage is like your sandpaper, like you're in charge of like rubbing off each other's kooky edges, but siblings serve a very similar par- purpose. Yes. I say I- this all the time about my youngest is. I mean, I say this as her mom, but I, I say it, I think, fairly objectively. She There's something about her. She is like a whatever the equivalent of a Gerber baby is for a five-year-old. She has like blonde, white blonde ringlets, big wide set apart blue eyes, and she gets a tremendous amount of attention outside of the house for being pretty and cute. Like people always stop her in stores and they're like, you're so pretty, you're so cute. I think she just... She kind of checks all the boxes for what people want in a five-year-old, you know, toe-headed little girl. <laughs> and
2: I'm all so glad the more for reason. Her.
0: I'm so glad for her that she has two brothers who do not care at all what she looks like. And do not find her adorable in the least. Because adorable is just not a great life skill. No.
1: So they going brothers gonna, yeah. are
0: just not interested. They're gonna sandpaper that
1: self esteem right right back down to a manageable level.
0: Yeah, and, and she's gonna just have to come up with some life skills that aren't bat my eyes, smile and look adorable. So let me give you a because that doesn't work. In can our I give house. you a
1: statistic on sibling rivalry? Please. And get, you, get know, your, you know I love it when get you your get your reaction. Statistics. I got this from the New York Times. Um, According to some studies, nearly half of all children have been punched, kicked, or bitten by a sibling.
0: How is that only half? Exactly. How? Wait. Who? Raise <laughs> your hands, listening audience. If you've never been, what is it? But bit? Nearly, oh, nearly half. Like not even half. That's according ridiculous. to some studies, have what? been. How was that question framed? Because that's absurd. Well, my th- kids punch, bite, and kick each other on a daily basis. Seriously, I when when my two
1: little boys were little back in well this is like, you know, 10 years ago, right? I read a study that came out, it was in Parenting Magazine and it said, you know, siblings getting physical, be careful because it can cause anxiety oh, and shush, depression.
0: Parenting Magazine.
1: But but they said don't worry about it if as long as the siblings getting physically violent with each other doesn't happen more than 5 times a year, it's not really something <laughs> to worry
0: about. <laughs> How about five times a day? How about five times times an hour? Right. I understand. I do know people and have friends who were terrorized by another sibling in their home and it wasn't put in check. And that is not okay. Not okay. So like an older brother who was just like a bully at home, just terrorized them, made their lives miserable, physically, psychologically, just basically was abusive. And that is not okay. Right. But- if it's an older brother kind of physically pummeling you, or an older sister either pummeling you or just mentally torturing you, I do think that those can be damaging. And well, we shouldn't minimize that, right? But then the I'm cl- not minimizing that, but at the same, but same time, right? A kid who punches, bites, or kicks the other one five times a year like, what house is that? <laughs> right? So, our job today is to figure out how to.
1: Uh, dial it back to a reasonable level, right? Your kid shouldn't be a bully at school and your kid shouldn't be a bully at home. But I don't think pinching each other over the Fisher-Price little people is really something that can be avoided.
0: No, for Let sure. And my middle child has, I think they've done it to each other now that I think about it. I think both of my boys on more than one occasion, although it's, it's less than five times a year for sure, it's rare, both of them have bitten the other one hard enough to draw blood at certain <gasps> points. I mean, it's probably happened three times total, maybe four. But the other guy deserved it. Well, possibly, <laughs> very possibly. But we have b- strongly reacted to those moments. Right. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff, you've got to just bring the hammer down and be like, you're not allowed to wound each other. You're playing something and annoying me. I push you. I- I mean, we reinforce the rule often that you don't put your hands on other people, but we don't expect it not to happen. That's the difference,
1: right? So, I, I was at a um, uh, a talk by Dr. Ron Taffel. Have you heard of him? He's a parenting expert, and he's
0: great. I'll put him up on I'm the show sorry, page. I'm sorry, Dr. Ron, but I have not. But I'm, Ron, but Dr. I'm sure Ron Tapple he's,
1: he's very good. And I was really in this, and I guess like the perspective I have to give on this is it does get better. My 14 and 12-year-old, oh, they're, they're rivalrous towards each other, but they're not punching, kicking, and slapping each other. But this was like they were five and three and it just and I just read this article saying it can only happen five times a year and it was happening five times an afternoon and and so I raised my hand at this talk and I asked him I asked him about the sibling rivalry and what did he think and how do you put limits on it and he know, just gave me the most reassuring response which he's like they they need to do this he said think about lion cubs and the way lion cubs behave in the wild or puppies or whatever he's like they need to do this. And you can spend 100% of your energy preventing them from doing it. And they'll just get around it and do it. You need to watch out for their safety. But but in fact, you shouldn't prevent some of this tussling from happening because it's it's part of their developmentally appropriate growth.
0: I think that's true. And I I find that always when I had two little boys. And we would go on play dates or whatever, when they were quite little, there was a lot of intervention about like, don't touch him, get off, don't. And I thought, I'm kind of glad that at home, my boys just wail on each other. They are like puppies, you know, they wrestle and they get hurt. But it's not like I'm letting a big kid pound a little kid who's afraid. I'm letting two kids kind of be very physical with each other in a way that seems acceptable to me. Maybe the angle is it has to be a fair fight. Has to be a fair fight. And I think that I think that anger plays a big role. I think that that's where I really put us up to it. So my kids love a game called Fight. And the, the g- fight... <laughs> the game is called Fight? Yeah, they, it's a self-invented game by the Sounds two great. brothers. Sounds great. Okay, tell us all about they it. they play Fight. And we have long since determined that Fight is a game that is only allowed to happen outside. Um, but they run at each other and then they fight each other. I mean, they roll around and they punch each other and they, <laughs> they, they fight. It's not like they're punching each other in the face, but they're definitely fighting. Is and either
1: one being coerced into playing fight? No, no, or no. no. They, they're, they're like totally super stoked.
0: excited to play fight. <laughs> right. And I would say 42% of the time, the game fight ends in someone being injured and crying. <laughs> but I let them play fight. I mean, not, it's, no one's breaking an arm. It just ends with someone like, oh, you got too rough. But even that, like, I don't get involved in, fight, in the game fight at all. If someone gets hurt, I'm like, that's what happens when you play fight. And they have to work it out together. And it's like, okay, if you hurt each other, the other one won't want to play fight. You love to play fight. They, they just work it out. Sometimes
1: I feel like when I intervene in my children's bickering that it just ends up being three people yelling because they don't even really want me to, no. to stop the bickering. They want to have it out over who had more blueberries, right? And they are going to finish that until the, I don't, until it's 15 minutes past bedtime. You had more blueberries. No, you did. No, you always do. And, and I can say, hey, 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 does it really matter? And, and they're just like, get out of my way, mom. I, I have another point to make.
0: That is something... I learned from my ever-present on the podcast sister-in-law. She she should take over. She was a very good parent. Almost all arguments between siblings should not involve you. It's like when they, my kids are playing, um, it's that Xbox game where you like run around. You know, it's like um, you play track and field, but you really have to run. I don't know what it's called, but it's some game on the Xbox that's like, oh, I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I mean? You have to actually like run and then you run on the screen. Okay. Okay. I sound like I'm 109. (laughs) Um, And the rule of any kind of video gaming in our house is if there's fighting, we will come turn it off. But that's the only intervention. If there's enough fighting that someone's crying or anyone's that upset, we will come turn it off. Up until that point, figure it out. Like, So if there's a problem... And you know, you're about to make somebody cry over it. That means mom or dad is going to come turn that thing off. And that's the point at which I intervene. I like it. And I agree. So Dr. Sears, you know, the fame, the
1: very famous Dr. Sears. Yes. He he, I have heard of that dude. you heard of him. He says about this, it's going to be a little cutesy for you, but, but he says, ignore smallies address biggies. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that's too cute for me but okay
1: <laughs> so we're gonna call it ignore small address big right but he's, yeah that he's, sounds better for me he said state the if it's something small like fighting over a toy you state the consequences and what you expect I'm gonna I'm gonna go out to the garage right now and when I come back you guys are going to have worked out a system for who's going to get the toy first and who's going to get the toy right. second right because if you can't then I'm gonna take it away um and then and then you know he what he says but it's a biggie I suppose, crying about a video game is a biggie or somebody actually being sort of victimized or it's an unfair fight then you do get involved um but the question is how how to get involved when to get involved what's the best way to get involved that's because like I said it just ends up with with three people yelling and and uh they just they just turn their need for conflict on me in the middle and then I have then I
0: have them yelling at me And, and, and absolutely and it's like so many things in parenting you have so little control. You have so little control over so many things. And something you just said, like, do you get involved as a parent? And I think it is so tempting and I fight it in myself, but I think for a lot of it, My, my oldest son is very, very easily and constantly irritated by his little sister. He... She just drives him crazy. Okay, we we, we sh- I share that at my house. So let's talk about that. Um, pretty much, she's just she's human nails on a chalkboard to him. A lot of days, <laughs> like it doesn't matter what she does. She's so, so cute all the time. Yes, yeah, she is really cute. And this is the thing, like, and it borders to me on him being mean to her, like, oh, don't let her sit near me. And I I don't wanna sit near her at dinner. And I I find that very difficult to watch and I find it mean, you know? And I want them to get along and be close. But I was talking to somebody about this and saying, oh, this is such a dilemma. Like I wish he liked his sister more. And um, this person who happened to be a doctor, was telling me, he's like, wait, but little sisters are annoying. Like, you watch television, you watch anything, like, little sisters are annoying to big brothers. And that's okay. Like, you're not gonna fix the fact that little sisters are annoying to big brothers. And so you just have to reinforce for big brother that that might be hurtful to little sister. right? And point out where that's hurtful but not try to start the argument, I'm going to stop you from being annoyed by your little sister. That's where you're totally off track. She's not annoying. She's adorable. She's so nice. Why don't you like her? Like, doesn't matter. As my mom, who's done family therapy for a long time, says, your feelings, you can feel whatever way you want. You just can't behave any way you want. That's, that's the bo- bottom line. And so it is fine for my son to feel that his little sister is the most annoying human being on the earth and he can't stand her fine for him to feel that way, but he's not allowed to vocalize. Don't sit near me because then I will say that's a hurtful thing to say. And we don't say that in my kitchen. You know, if you can't speak politely, you have to leave.
1: We're we're dealing with that exact same thing. And, and, my house and it's and my kids are older now so like I said I've watched you watch these sort of affiliations and, and dynamics shift which can happen when you have more than two children that that now the two boys get along pretty well but the middle son and and my daughter yes he's so just endlessly annoyed by her and she would do anything oh it's hard him, to watch get him to just enjoy her company and, and and even that he's like why do you agree with everything I say right. What do you right. make? What do you laugh like? I like everything I say is oh. funny, but because she desperately wants you to just you know not hate her, and and uh yeah, like there, there there is a line there, and I think it's. But you're right; you can't intervene by saying stop being so mean to her. You ha- I don't know. You have to make it in his best interests, or see it see it as an empathetic
0: thing. I think you just have to make it incredibly behavior based, that you can you you will not control. And I will say my, I had a sister who was five years younger than me growing up and she was a total usurper to my young self. Like I was the cute little one. Then we had a baby. I hated her. I, my mother, this is a true story. I will get my mother to call into the show and verify it. My mother got called in by my kindergarten teacher because I had drawn a picture in kindergarten. My mom had just had the baby. And it was like a triptych, like a three-panel cartoon. <laughs> okay. And my my kindergarten teacher wanted to show it to my mom because it depicted a, um, a mom with a big belly, pregnant. Then the next picture was a mom holding the baby. She'd given birth. And then the third picture was a gravestone with baby written on it. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, my kindergarten teacher said to me, oh, how lovely. You've drawn the circle of life the mom has the baby then the baby's alive and then long 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 time later the baby dies to which i replied some babies die soon <laughs> <laughs> and my kindergarten teacher was giving my mother the advice not to leave me alone with the baby and that basically defined our relationship for the first 10 years of my sister's life and i was exactly the person who you're describing as your son and I have memories, and I mean everything she did drove me crazy. And she followed me around, like agreeing with everything I said. And I was so mean to her, and I I have memories of feeling really bad, but like nope, gotta keep up the show. Like gotta can't break down and admit I like her, and it drove my mom crazy. But it didn't change, and now I will say happy ending. My sister and I are total besties. We talk on the phone every day. We watch each other's kids. We're always together. She's totally like my BFF. You just took her kids while she went on vacation. Yeah, that's the kids I had while she was on vacation. She might just be using me. It's possible. But I mean, it was bad. It was bad for years, really years. And my mom. I know. Again, it, it's hurtful to watch your adorable little five-year-old tottering after a ten-year-old who's like, "Leave me alone! You're dumb and annoying." Like, oh, it's a horrible thing to watch. But I do think it's a mistake to think, as the parent, you can fix the dynamic. Right. You can demand the behavior, but you can't fix the dynamic. But it, I guess it's helpful
1: to think like, not it, they won't turn up to be. Uh, they won't always grow up to be Blanche and Baby Jane. They can't hashtag it gets
0: better. I mean, we still could have our Blanche and baby Jane phase down the line and I'm kind of looking forward to it in a weird way, but no, I mean, yeah, it, it totally, it, it did get better for us. Um, all right. Well, so that I think we've, we've covered a lot about siblings. I think that's a good place to break. I feel there's more to be said about this, like, triangular dynamic that both you and I have and, like, who's on whose team.
1: I want to figure out now that we've set up that, okay, most of the time it's fine. Once in a while you do need to intervene. Let's figure out how to intervene usefully.
0: Good. All right. Lots to talk about when we get back. We're going to bring you this little bit, and we will be right back after the break. Okay, so we thought since we spent a ton of time in this episode talking about how we treated our siblings, that it might be fun to get a rebuttal from those siblings and hear from them directly. So here are our siblings, Anne and Jim.
3: I'm Anne and I'm Margaret's little sister and I am the baby of Some Babies Die Soon. So I'm happy to report that despite my demise being immortalized in Meg's childhood drawings, I am still alive. I managed to grow up uh, lightly scarred, but otherwise uninjured. And I think I'm less annoying to my sister than I was then. But I was really annoying to her for a really long time. I basically followed her around from the moment that I could walk until the day she left for college. And I was basically your stereotypical pain in the neck little sister, followed her and my other sister everywhere, stole their clothes, copied everything they did, listened on the phone extension when they were talking to boys. basically anything I could do. But to be honest, when you're five years apart, there's basically no time that that age gap is not pretty heinous. You know, when Meg was nine, I was four. When she was 13, I was eight, 16, 11. You know, you get the picture. But I'm happy to report that once Meg went off to college, things got a lot better between us. And we're really close now. We have been for probably 25 years or so. So uh, there is hope for all the little siblings out there. You will get less annoying over time, hopefully. And my sister is actually babysitting my two kids this weekend. So I'm gonna go out of town without them and I'm getting my payback now, folks.
2: Hi, this is Amy's brother, Jim. We used to have fight a lot as little kids. She was uh, between 15 and 16 months older than I was. And I think most of our fights were, were pretty mundane stuff. Um, But most of those probably started because I was trying to have an original thought of my own uh, and didn't uh, foul my type A older sister. Uh, When I fell in line, you know what, we got along fairly, really pretty well. Uh, But we fought over little things, toys, you know, we used to enjoy playing Fisher-Price little people and uh, would set them up and spend hours. And uh, eventually, I guess I would uh, probably wear on her patients and she would wear on my patients and we'd end up fighting and uh, she was also a epic pincher. Um, I, I still have some marks on my arm, although, um, admittedly, I have trouble finding them now, but it makes a much better story that I can still find them, um, and they were there for a long time. She's definitely a great pincher. Uh, so I learned from her um, to, to never think on my own and to avoid people who pinch. Uh, but fortunately, we outgrew that stuff, and when we stopped playing Fisher Price Toys together, in our separate ways that uh, we found our own paths and, uh, and now uh, get along just famously.
1: Oh, Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. while
0: fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to Lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot
1: M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off.
0: Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, we're back. We are talking about sibling rivalry. And talking a little bit, I, I, I wrote a piece a long time ago, in which I referred to having a third child as being the valve sibling. The idea that like, if there's just two of you, everything is like a back and forth between the two of you. And one of the reasons I like having a third is like the other one is driving you crazy and you can talk to the third about how annoying the first is. Like you have that triangulation takes some pressure off the back and forth dynamic.
1: I have found that any... Combination of two of my three children is suddenly amazing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> that, that, yeah. My oldest and youngest, fine. My oldest and middle, fine. When, when, when one of the children is not around, they can usually get along very well. Most of the squabbling seems to happen when all three are together.
0: Yeah. It's like we're kind of saying backwards things, but so I'm talking about long term. Okay. Like if there's just two siblings, like those two siblings have issues and they're just a back, like a ping pong back and forth. But then when you have a third sibling, it gives a little valve to like let off the pressure of that two dynamic because you can always just pick to hang with your third sibling. It doesn't always have to be a back and forth. Or you can use your third sibling to complain with you, the first sibling, about the second sibling. So have three kids is your. I would say have three kids. That is my advice. Blanche and Baby Jane. I don't think they had another sibling. Right. They didn't have the valve sibling. Like if they had had a brother who they could be like, isn't Blanche really annoying? I think it would have taken some pressure off. I think that rap might not have been necessary. (laughs) Um, But I also see your point, which is that yes. When the two get together, when two of them are together, it changes the dynamic just enough outside of the threesome that it's easier.
1: So I have a, I have a, um, another, a bit of advice here, which is when I realized that my boys, when they were in this fighting thing, I, I had this, I saw a picture of a dog and a rooster just fighting, right? Like playing, playing fight in the yard, but picture of a dog and a rooster. And I thought, Oh my gosh, like my, my kids are a dog and a rooster. And if I had a dog and a rooster, I wouldn't have the expectation that I could leave them in the playroom while I go in the kitchen to make dinner. That wouldn't be an expectation I would have. So why would I have that expectation since they have clearly shown me that they can't stand each other? And this is where I am, and this is what I'm going to do. And and so when I was in that, once I stopped having the expectation, why are you getting along? Why, Why do you fight all the time? and just accepted that they did fight all the time, then I was able to more successfully just separate and redirect and just say to myself, like, maybe one day this will stop, and then it did.
0: Yeah, I think that's right, and I think the long game is definitely, my siblings and I are all super close, and I love having that, and I want that for my kids, and sometimes... I am tempted to feel like I can make that happen for my kids but that just happens over a lifetime of like being together and seeing that family's important and having it modeled to you that like we treat family with respect and we're good to each other and
1: something that came up when I was reading articles about sibling rivalry sort of the classic moment which you were talking about before when the new baby comes I mean that that is that is the moment when the the new baby comes home that that this like Cain and Abel toddler is is in your house, and we all we all went <laughs> through it. We're all. Still My dad here. has a
0: story that like his friend was talking and saying like, oh, you know, the other kids having a really hard time with the new baby, and the pediatrician was like, well, imagine how your wife would take it if you just brought home a new wife, and you were like, honey, she's gonna live with us. You're gonna love her. Don't worry, you'll grow to love her. Like it's like, no, you wouldn't. Right. The, if if you want to take
1: the Bible literally, the literal first person ever born killed the second person ever born because he was right. jealous of him. Yeah. It's a long history. Brothers. Yeah. But, but it all started with biting, I'm sure. And, and that's partic- Okay, so it's particularly hard for the toddler when the new baby comes home. And the toddler wants their mom and wants everything to be the same. That's always going to be the case. And I think what complicates it even further is when, when you breastfeed, as so many of us do these days, that you are holding the baby, especially... When you first get home from the hospital, you're nursing like six hours a day, right? And then this two year old is sort of like, what, 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 what just happened? If you, um, if you can't hand the baby over to somebody else to do that, then you've got that baby on your lap all the time, and that's really hard for the toddler. So the, that same moment keeps coming up. What do I do when I'm nursing? And then my two year old takes that moment to throw right. a temper tantrum, to throw things. And that's a sort of, you can imagine why that would be a, a difficult yeah, and, moment. and
0: although for sure I would push back enough to say, I mean, breastfeeding, many of us do it now, but like historically everybody does it. You know, it's something that like the good thing about siblings, it's like you have to flip the script a little bit because yes, that's all hard, but this is this is what real life is like. And we have a temptation is what it is, thinkers about parenting and people who read about parenting and people who give this a tremendous amount of thought, which is has many positives, to think too much like, oh, well, how do I make sure I nurture the spirit of my toddler while I'm breastfeeding my next one? It's like, oh, who cares? For thousands of yeah. years, moms have breastfed eight kids while the other kids beat each other. Like, it, yes, there are things we can do to improve it, but like those are the kind of points where, I would say like thousand-year rule, like when people say, what? What do I abs? What are the essentials I need for a new baby? I'm like a thousand year old. Like, did people used to have like the mama cloud that like you put them in and it bounces them around? Relax. You need like a swaddle, a boob, or a bottle. You know, you need, there are some things that you look back where you say, this has always occurred and people have always been fine. And certainly there are improvements to be made, but I think that this- so much of what's good about siblings is that they take us out of this narrative of, I am going to completely control this child's environment and make sure that there are no rough edges, because a sibling is like a human rough edge. But that's good,
1: yes. But I'm I'm talking about making making the breastfeeding easier for the in that moment for the mom. I'm not worried about standing off the rough oh. edges for poor Declan, Declan. who doesn't know poor what happened Declan. to him. Right the 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 mom, you know so they, Yes, you're right. Like, I, And and I was that person. Like, well, what will become of Declan? How could I be doing this to him, giving him a right, sibling? Right, you know, right. will he... Will he I, I definitely had those feelings. But in that moment, I think it's okay to be like, so mom, have like a special basket of books next to you that the two-year-old only gets to see or the toy he only gets to play with or the show she only gets to watch while you're nursing. Make nursing the baby into... Extra special fun time for that two year old. And I'm not saying you have to like give double attention to both of them at the same time, but just figure out something that that older kid only gets to do while you're paying attention to the baby. And then you'll, yeah, then, then you always make me sound walls. like the
0: mean person on this podcast because I'm like, that's not important. <laughs> I don't care. Don't give him bucks. Well, Let I think him be it's bored. just like
1: plan the, the planning isn't always like, it isn't always about making the kid's life easier. Sometimes it's about making the mom's life easier. Sibling rivalry is yeah. a pain in the rear for the caregiver. Yeah. I mean, I guess my point is, take yes, you should take out of it, oh, this is is wounding them, that I need to fix this by having this not happen. That's impossible. That's an impossible standard. But if it's driving you nuts, there's a few things you can do, and one is separate them, one is have special things that only come out at certain times.
0: Well, no, and I think for sure, and I think, yes, I think it comes back to this idea of behavior, that you can't make people feel differently. You can't make your kids feel differently about each other but you can expect very specific behavior from them. So like my daughter does not like to play fight and is afraid of the game fight and would not like to be fought and doesn't want to fight back. And so if one of the brothers tackles my daughter and starts screaming, we're playing fight and she's crying, I break that up. That's not okay. That's not acceptable behavior. Your sister said, no, she doesn't want to play fight you have to respect that. That's what's happening. (laughs) And it's just at a certain point and, and, and just reinforcing constantly, even, even when I let things go maybe farther than other people might, my input, I try to keep my input. Like, what do you hear him saying? He says, you're hurting him. Get off, you know, versus like, listen to each other, try to start figuring out how to play in a way that makes sense to the two of you. I feel like the the
1: physical thing, it's like it's it's hard it's hard to sort of say, here's the line. It's sort of you know it when you see it, right? When they when it crosses over from they're having they're having fun to they're kind of having fun to they need to work this out to Well, yeah, and I think here.
0: there's a it's, certainly clear line that someone gets hurt, someone's upset, crying. Like it's very clear in the game of fight when <laughs> I'm I'm like so frightened that people are so appalled. But anyway. When that game (laughs) turns into a game that is, that's not fun anymore. And I feel like my kids recognize that through playing it. They stop playing fight when someone's crying and they'll come get me. Oh, Harry got her. Were you playing fight? Yeah. So mm, shocker. Um, Right. Another thing, and, and this is where it's interesting having boys and girls. My daughter and even both, both my daughter and my son, they like to needle my, oldest son is extremely sensitive and they love to annoy him. And that's something that I I have trouble finding the line on. Like in the car, they'll just be like, just making annoying noises with their mouths. And they know (laughs) that it drives my oldest son crazy. And he has a bunch of, you know, he has some sensitivities, uh, more so than some kids. And so
2: His buttons buttons are are quite
0: easy to find. Well put. And so they just, but then sometimes he also is just in a super cranky mood. And so then my daughter starts humming Frozen songs. And I mean, she might as well just like unleash like pinching crabs into his face. Like it's horrible that she's singing Frozen (laughs) in the car. He's in a bad mood. She starts singing Frozen. He starts screaming at her. You know, that's a tough one because like, will you you just stop singing No,
1: it's not, yeah, it's not. You have to teach that kid. She should be allowed to sing So She can, right. I think.
0: So I think the correct response in that situation is if you don't like it, block it out, but stop screaming. Screaming's not allowed in the car. Turning around and going home Mm -hmm. if you can't stop screaming. But Mm -hmm. then right away- the singing of Frozen gets a little more high-pitched and a little more targeted. Like suddenly, now she's doing it clearly to annoy him. And that's when it's like, it, it, it's difficult to, to manage it all. Because that is yes, like, right, oh, the in- don't the annoy him on purpose just to be obnoxious. But annoying him not on purpose isn't like my,
1: yeah, my, my youngest, she isn't allowed to sing in the car either, but it's because my middle guy has an in- incredibly good sense of pitch. And so- he, she might just be singing along to a song, and in it, it, it's a little flat or a little sharp, and that's nails on a chalkboard to him. And it's sort of like, but she's not doing that to upset you. She's just singing along to the radio. So the
0: rule is, she's not allowed to sing along, though. No. Oh, no. he he's says. Bothered. I thought I, you I, meant I, your agree rule with you. was she's not allowed he's like, to stop, sing. Stop, stop okay. singing, and she's just singing, and he's like, you're not, you're singing out of tune. Like, stop singing, and like, but she doesn't mean to sing. So out of tune. you she's did just, not then craft a rule. Life. You're not allowed to sing anymore because it annoys him. Oh, okay. Because you, no. you started by saying my my daughter's not allowed to sing in the car anymore, but you mean the brother? Well, he, no, sorry, allow he it. thinks it's not that it's a rule. His rule is she's not allowed to sing in the car. Yeah, that's that's his rule. He tries very hard to enforce yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's um, a tricky times, area. Like, what's a sensitivity and what's you're doing something to annoy an someone? So, I mean, we literally Kevin have she was doing it to annoy him. I'd we tell have her a to system stop. now in our car where every kid picks the next song. Because now with the Siri or whatever, the kid can just say, like, play Uptown Funk. Play, you know, Let It Go. So each oh my kid picks. Oh, God. That sounds. Oh, that would horrible. But I mean, what am I going to do? It's better than. <laughs> and then we've added a better second part where you get to pick the song and you get to declare whether or not people are allowed to sing along to it. Yeah. It's a wow. multi-part system to manage peace in the car. <laughs> This is because we don't remember that great episode where I was bragging that we don't have a TV in the car. This is what my life has devolved into. I should have just gotten a TV. Oh, God. Yeah, the, 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 this, what station or who can
1: sing in the car is sort of um, a, a major battlefield.
0: I mean, living many, with I other suppose. humans is extremely annoying. That's the thing. I don't like it myself. Even though I love these humans, I, I, I do find I'm about to go away for eight days by myself. I'm just really ready for a break from being around humans all the time. It's just, it's, it is very annoying to have to listen to other people's voices. Watch other, my, my, one of my, my oldest makes a lot of noise when he eats and it is, that's the nails on the chalkboard for his brother. But again, it's good. Like it is disgusting to make a lot of noise when you eat. So someone should tell you like, right. That would be "Be a quiet, that's disgusting. And his brother has taken up that mantle quite heartily, and uh, and and I do think they are they, helping each other sand sand the edges off, but it's not easy. Okay, so then I think that there's a related
1: point here too. It's like sometimes you have to consider as the parent because I, I, I find the bickering so annoying, right? But but again, <laughs> if I'm going to tell if I'm going to tell my son, well, she's not doing that to annoy you, so you just have to learn to be more tolerant of it. If my kids are doing their unavoidable sibling squabbling and it's driving me up a wall, but they're not doing it to annoy me. They're doing it to be, you know, developmentally appropriate and grow towards <laughs> loving adults. Then maybe I need to choose to not care that they're get off me. No, you ate all the blueberries. What What if I let it bother me less so that I don't feel for the need sure. To I mean, that's I for sure. That's, part of it. That's another technique.
0: Or just saying, I mean, we talk, it's the same. It's a lot of the same rules. We talk about a lot of different realms, like, that there's no fighting while you're playing games so if you want to play games you'll have to do it without fighting there's no you know there are times where we we, we're off to like Legoland for the day and the kids start fighting in the car and i will pull over like old school 70s mom and turn around and say you can fight or we can go and that those are your choices Mm -hmm. but there's gonna be some bickering there's gonna be some fighting with siblings comes fighting So you have to let some of it go, and
1: then I think when you intervene, you just got to make sure you're not you're not not playing favorites, or not going to be perceived as playing favorites. Sure, and that's really hard. It's kind of like little league rules. Sometimes take his side, sometimes take her side. I try to do that because otherwise, I'm always if I'm not careful, I will always intervene on behalf of whoever's
0: younger. Well, and I definitely remember that from my dynamic with my sister. I was the bully. I was the terrible, mean, ugly sibling. But it felt to me that my mom always took my sister's side. So that's complicated, too. You know, (laughs) like I was totally in the wrong, but it also hurt my feelings that she always got stuck up for because I was being monstrous to her. But I think that's hard for kids to understand, you know. Right.
1: You have you have to defend you have to defend the kid who's the younger, weaker kid, you have to defend them without reinforcing what's causing this behavior to happen in the first place. Right. And play the
0: long game. Like you're, I'm not going to convince my eight year old that his five year old sister is not annoying. It's not going to happen. I can stop him behaving cruelly towards her being, get letting them get physical with each other. Um, But I don't make like when they choose, I'll let them choose. They have two bedrooms, the three between the three of them. And sometimes they'll break up for um little overnight slumber. They'll switch up. The boys share a room and then my Peggy's in her own room. I I let them sort out, and my Mac will never choose to stay over with Peggy. And, and I don't force him to. I'm not like, no, you have to, because that's your sister. You have to be nice. But I occasionally say to Peggy, like, oh. He's such a pain. He's so he's he's not nice, but what can we do? So you have to intervene you have to intervene when somebody's
1: actually crying and hopefully before somebody actually gets hurt. they'd Like like I'm hurt and really being hurt are very right. different things. When when I told my brother he had to get off me because I was really hurt, I liar. I wasn't dirty. I was liar. just ready to be done playing fight. <laughs> and it worked. It always worked. Um be, you have to intervene before somebody actually getting hurt. And I think you have to intervene if you actually see the self, like self-esteem sure. being eroded, which I did see that in my youngest. And I had to sort of talk to
0: her brothers about, think about. Well, I, that, that's definitely her. true. And that's um, something that I talk to my sons a lot about like, Hey, you know, I think she feels left out. How do you think that would feel? You know, she's the only girl, you know, talking about the feelings and addressing the behavior but not going the like classic Facebook meme. Like here's your get along shirt and you're going to sit in it for two hours because that's going to make you oh. love each other. Yeah. Um, and then I sometimes reinforce yeah, no a thanks. little bit, which I love to see in my kids. Yeah. Like when we go somewhere, we go away. It's like my sons will say things like, we don't even have to bring friends because we have our each other. Like, and I just reinforce that stuff. And my, especially my boys together are very cute. My youngest, just freakishly learned to ride a bike at four, you know, just like got sat on a bike and rode away, like never, never had to give him a push. I mean, he just figured it out. My oldest had a terrible time learning to ride a bike. And also we don't live Mm. somewhere where we get to bike a lot. And so there would be six months where we wouldn't try it. And just over the last break, we were down in Florida and he learned to ride a bike and his brother and he were like, Mom, can we go out and be bike bros? We're going to ride around together because we're bike bros. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like I love, and I, I always say in that, we talked about in the after school or the scheduled thing, like the idea that the best thing you can say to a kid in sports is I love watching you play. I do try to reinforce that. Like, man, I love watching you guys play so nicely together. I love watching you guys have such a good time together. Like reinforcing that that's, that's a, a great, really positive that's a great thing. One. So you're the whole like school Hot thing that was like catch them being good, but yeah, like when I see them having nice interactions, I try to just give them a little out of boy for that positive. Yeah, but positive man, it's a long game. I'm telling you, people, like you can't make them like each other. Get out of that game. Okay, so take the long view. Don't expect to solve it. Um,
1: positive reinforcement. Ignore smallies and no, in, in, Undress <laughs> no, biggies. No,
0: ignore That's small your things. Ignore the smallies.
1: Um, And sometimes you separate them and you you wait six months. Yeah, and and just come
0: down hard on the behavior. Like you can feel however you want towards your sister, but you cannot punch her in the face for no reason. And find that subtle line Put that on Facebook. If someone is annoying you by just existing, that's your problem. If that person is annoying you because they are having a lot of fun being annoying, that's their problem. It's a fine line, that's man. A good that line. one's hard, especially with a girl and boys. Like that's a very that's a interesting dynamic. I'm gonna put that
1: in my car, right on the yes. dashboard, or just like laminated cards <laughs> I, can, I can hand out to each passenger. <laughs> right, just like a board. sign
0: you can hold up. Remember this: we're on this rule. Then you give another one. No talking about the food at the dinner table. We're on this rule. Uh, yeah, I think that's sibling rivalry and, and I, I do, I think I, we solved it. I, I, w- my brothers and sisters and I massacred each other as youth. I mean, we were terrible to each other. My brother would go a whole day calling it no Meg day where he would completely pretend I didn't exist for 24 hours. And he, he like nothing I could do would make him acknowledge my existence. I mean, psychological torture, physical beatings. I mean, it was a horror show and yet, my siblings and I are, like, closest can be. We're, like, more BFFs. So there's, an, there's an end of the rainbow. I hope so.
1: All right. So tell us about sibling rivalry in your house, how you're dealing with it, how you're not dealing with it, what you choose to let go, and what you choose
0: to endure. You can do that upon. by coming to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Hellcast, Or you
1: can tweet us on Twitter at HellFresh. Or you can go to our website, which is whatfreshhellpodcast.com. dot com. Anything else? Oh, Instagram! We're on Instagram. We, are so now we have, Did you together. know we have an Instagram account now? Which is also whatfreshhellcast. I'm trying to do some sort of consistency among our <laughs> many social media. So, whatfreshhellcast on Instagram? Maybe you can just
0: send us. Oh, some that, would of that would be fun. That would be fun. I'll put my We'd siblings' like picture it. up, and we that would be really fun. Actually, pics of siblings. All right, we'll do that. Um. And uh, yeah that siblings and also please as always if you are enjoying the podcast please give us a review on itunes uh that's what really helps other people find the podcast and and tell other folks about it on facebook so we can keep growing
1: if you go to our website on the right on the right uh, sidebar it says enjoying the podcast leave a review and it takes you through a very exact step-by-step because that's amy likes
0: to walk you through it she doesn't trust you people I like exact step-by-steps. I do. All right. And with that, that's sibling rivalry. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening.
4: Hey there. I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Feel like you're the martyr in your family.